I mean, what if instead of self-doubt being this hideous pit of despair, it was actually fun? Hmm. You are listening to the Get Unstuck podcast with me, your host, Laura Husson. I am delighted to have you here. This podcast was being created to inspire, educate and facilitate shifts that get you unstuck, clear and moving in your life and business. Expect tips, advice and real life stories of people just like you who've gone from unclear and stuck to create an extraordinary success. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Welcome, friend, to the next episode in the Get Unstuck podcast. Now tell me, how are you enjoying it so far? Is this what you hoped for? (laughs) I have been teasing on Instagram for a few weeks before going live and so many people replied before I announced the podcast saying, please let it be a podcast, please let it be a new podcast. (laughs) And it is. So I want to talk about something today that I know every single human being suffers, experiences, and it's also possible to enjoy. Yes, I said it, it's possible to enjoy it. And the thing I'm talking about is self-doubt. Now, why would I possibly suggest that you might enjoy experiencing self-doubt? That sounds kind of really strange. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying that is because where I'm at now is that when self-doubt comes in, and I also know my mastermind ladies experience this too, is that when self-doubt comes in, it's a really clear indication for us that we're about to step into the next iteration, the next level, the next expansion. And that is so fun. Now, it's not nice feeling the self-doubt, even when even when I say, you know, it's something we can enjoy. It is not ever a nice experience to start doubting yourself, second-guessing, questioning. But what I would love is for you to know that there's going to come a point, if you're not there already, and maybe you are, and if you are, yay, I love this club. (laughs) But there's going to come a point where you're able to recognize and be like, oh, here we go, right? That's the vibe that I'm in. When I experience any form of self-doubt, I'm like, well, I guess it's happening then, right? I guess this is happening and here we go. So today, just today, I experienced some extreme self-doubt. And I want to talk about it from a point of view of, the experience that I go through now compared to where I used to be is kind of like a before and after of my own transformation and the own ju- my own journey. And I also, when I talk about transformation, it's always important for me to preface that with the fact that it's not a case of one transformation, you know, one shift, one change, and then, oh, well, we're done now. <laughs> and this is actually, you know, for some people that's like, oh, really? I always thought there was like a magical cure and everything was going to feel fine. For me, that's really good news because it means I'm never stuck. I'm never static. And there's always more to explore and expand into. I mean, how dull would it get? Even if you had a massive expansion and everything was incredible and you achieved all of the things that were on your vision board or that you journaled about. You would at some stage get to a point where you're like, oh, uh, 
I'm bored. <laughs> and that is because you are automatically, all right, on the subconscious level, the subconscious mind is automatically coded to seek more. And it is automatically coded to seek more of the same. So even if this is why we get stuck in loops sometimes, where when things get too good, we find ourselves in some kind of weird, sneaky sabotage. And it's because the subconscious is like, well, I want more, but I'm scared of anything that's new because we don't have a program for that. So I'm just going to handle, I'm just going to tolerate having more of the same of what we've already had because its desire for more is more important than its desire to change or its willingness to change. Um, so your subconscious, and just so we're clear in case we have new listeners, first timers to me here today, the prime directive of your subconscious mind is literally to preserve and run the body. So you, your human body is literally a robot that responds to what the subconscious mind accepts as true. So when we know that, this is me breaking down in the most simple form how we can reprogram our subconscious and what a huge opportunity it presents when we understand that we get to do that. So when we know that it, the subconscious is trying to preserve and run the body and then we sit into, well, okay, how can I get the subconscious to accept a new truth? Because I don't want to experience all this self-doubt anymore. I'm ready to actually experience more, but more of something else. I want more results. I want more success. I want more fulfillment, more happiness, more joy, more love, more whatever it is that you desire. And I want it to be at new levels. So the reason that your subconscious shuts that off is because it doesn't have a program for it. It doesn't have a frame of reference and it does have stores of evidence that what it's done until now has kept you alive. So it's very, very reluctant to allow anything else through the gate. It's literally a hard no because its job is to keep you alive. And in short, it thinks if we let something new in, it's probably certain death. Sounds drastic, but that's just the lay of the land around there. So one of my favorite ways to reprogram your subconscious to allow you to reach for more is to use affirmations. Now we're going to do a whole other episode all about affirmations. So I'm not going to go into that here. But the reason that most people say, um, well, lots of people say affirmations don't work, right? or they're fluffy, or they're woo, or they're whatever, you know, insert your own adjective here. The reason that affirmations don't work is because people stop using them, they dismiss them as not working before the subconscious has had time to accept the affirmations as its own truth. Now, when you are going into that accepting the truth and not accepting the truth, basically reprogramming and shifting the story. And now please remember that affirmations is one way and it's usually the way that I help people understand because it's a really easy way to do yourself and there are gazillions of other ways, right? And that's what we go into in the shift sessions and that's my jam. I just love helping people experience subconscious transformation because it really allows them to step into any possibility that they are willing willing to commit and dedicate themselves to programming in. That is all it takes. When we break it down that simple, it's really quite funny when we zoom out and we're like, whoa, hold on. I've spent years telling myself that it takes a long time, that it's hard, that I'm not the kind of person who fill in the blank. And all I had to do was reprogram my subconscious mind. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> so 
I want to talk about this specifically to do with self-doubt. And the reason being that when we experience self-doubt, it's often that we are on the brink of a breakthrough. Right, we get all the way through something, maybe we've gone further than we've ever gone before, and your subconscious starts to freak out because it's like, no, I think she's changing the programming, we better do something. So self-doubt is a good one because when we experience self-doubt, it doesn't feel very nice and typically we'll do whatever we can to make ourselves feel comfortable. So we back off, right? we apply the brakes, we just ease all the way off and everything is very, very chill. So Self-doubt, remember that when you experience this, it means you're buffering up and coming to a new level. And that's what makes it exciting. It's like, oh, there's an opportunity here. Do I want to embrace this feeling and code in something new and have a new experience? And am I willing to do what that takes? Or would I rather just go back to the way that things were before? And this is where basically we get stuck in that vortex and it's on repeat, on repeat, on repeat right? Hands up. If you have had that experience, I see you. I was with you. I still am with you. Like it's important as always for me to share that I don't, while I do have all the answers, technically sounds a funny conceited thing to say, but I do have the answers. I do have the toolkit in order to program in any reality I desire. I still buffer up against my own limits of believing that I either deserve it or that I trust myself to make that happen. So we all have those things. Now, when we experience that self-doubt, it can be crippling. It can literally be the thing that just puts us back in our box. It's like, enough of that. I give up on that dream. I'm going back. Now, this is also one of the things that stops us from achieving our goals, from going after our dreams, from changing our job, from giving up our full-time job in corporate and going into our self-employed business, from being a coach, from standing out on camera, from sending that email, from running ads, from reaching out to someone and saying, hey, I could help you with my thing. How about it? It all comes down to self-doubt. And when we understand and we can recognize that that self-doubt is a sneaky sabotage pattern and that we get to disconnect the emotions attached to that, that is where infinite possibility lives. And isn't that a fun place to hang out? So the old days, before I knew all of this, self-doubt was crippling to me. And what I will explain is that, oh, it took its toll. And it used to show up for me in the form of anxiety, crippling anxiety. I feel like I've overused that word, but it really was. It's the best way I can describe it. It was absolutely horrendous anxiety that used to stop me from being able to do anything. And I'd had self-doubt about so many things ever since I can remember. And one of the most acute times that I experienced this self-doubt and this associated anxiety was catching the bus to and from school or anywhere else for that matter, but getting on the bus. And I used to have so much self-doubt. I was always worried. This is probably sounds hilarious to some of you. Like what? Getting on the bus? How is that a thing? I used to worry about what to say when I was buying a ticket from the driver or the conductor. I'd be like, some people used to say how, how much the fare was. They used to just say 25, please. Some people used to name the stop. I never really knew what the right way to do things was. So I was always experiencing this self-doubt of, am I doing it right? And then I would have this horrible experience where I lived growing up off a really sharp corner was on our bus route. It was called Hairpin Bend. And 
literally, I remember one time I was on crutches. I had quite a lot of muscle damage in my time at high school. And I remember going round the corner. I stayed on the bus an extra stop because I did not want to miss my stop, which was right before the bend, and be stuck on my crutches standing up on the bus as it went round that corner. Because not only was it a hairpin sharp bend, but it also was a, a hairpin sharp steep bend. And so as it went around the corner, it went up really steeply. And lo and behold, as the way that things happen, what the things you fear, the things that you resist <laughs> persist. And I, that's exactly what happened to me. I, I, I didn't get up early or, or did I? I think actually what happened was I did get up to get off at my actual stop. I was like, get over yourself. You can do this. And what happened was I got up and because I was on crutches and I had a school bag on, I couldn't navigate my way through the people on the bus because again, self-doubt, very quiet voice, didn't want to really speak up for myself. And so what happened was I ended up missing my stop and then I was stuck standing as the bus went round, rounded that hairpin bend. And exactly as it had played out in my mind so many times before, I ended up falling over, losing my balance. And I ended up like in the luggage, like in the luggage rack, which, you know, it sounds funny and it was funny. And of course, to a bus full of teenagers, it was hilarious, really entertaining. And I was just in tears, absolutely mortified. And since that point, all of my fears had been confirmed. Right, my brain was like, uh, yep, there we go. See, logged. This is a thing to be fearful of. This is a thing you can't do. Reticular activating system was in full flow of proving and logging that evidence so that I would believe that was to be true over and over and over to avoid me experiencing that again. Now, this came so intense. It got, it became so intense that in the end, when I was about 16, I ended up going and having hypnotherapy to help dial down my bus anxiety. And I was so embarrassed to go to that session and to tell this guy that, you know, in my mind, again, the stories I was telling myself walking into that session as an anxious, awkward teenager, were that he has way more important things to do than hear about my bus anxiety and his daughter goes to my school. What if he tells her and everybody laughs at me? It was really intense. And so I went, I faced it, I did the hypnotherapy session, and it was amazing. It was it was my first taste of, oh, wow, we do get to change things anytime we desire to. And it was really powerful. So I had my hypnotherapy, buses became no big deal to me. There was still some self-doubt, but I no longer had the deep-rooted fear I was able to experience the self-doubt, recognize it for what it was and see it as an opportunity for growth because I knew then every time I do it and I prove to my RAS, my reticular activating system, that that is not what's going to happen, I get one step closer to having an anxiety-free bus trip and that's exactly what happened. So obviously that's me as a teenager. Now fast forward into becoming a mother. Oh my goodness. I mean, the, the first time mother anxiety is real. And I have seen this, I had seen this in my friends so many times. And I decided before I had my daughter uh, that I was not available for that. I didn't really use that kind of language at the time, but I was just like, I don't want to be an anxious mum. I don't want to be the mum who is like fretting about things that might happen to their child when they leave them in their own bed at night. 
And so I did a lot of work in pregnancy around being a relaxed, blissed out, gorgeous, caring, loving mother. And I was really able to experience that. That was really my embodied experience. Now, I know that it could have been so different. And so when I've made these choices, and now when I look back on them, it excites me to know that anytime I experience doubt, where, you know, I had doubts about my abilities to cope as a mother, it was a huge opportunity. And the same is true in my business. Now, every single time, now I know that people who know me and people who've seen me do crazy things, <laughs> or they seem crazy on the outside, you know, like pivot my launch in the middle of a five-day challenge and completely change direction, or just go live and tell people, I don't know what this thing is yet, but if you want to join me, here's the checkout page, and have people just join and say, yes, please. That terrifies some people and brings up all of their triggers and all of their self-doubt. Because what that looks like is, well, yeah, of course it's all right for her, but that's not possible for me because I'm not brave enough. I don't look good on camera. I don't talk very clearly. I don't have that kind of audience. Um, you insert your blank again, right? There's always these experiences. I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot on the podcast. Insert your blank here. There's always a reason why it's possible for someone else and not for you if you want to find one. Now, what I like to do, and one of my past mentors, James Wedmore, he said something once um, when I was with him that really inspired me. And he said, whenever he sees someone, I think one of his mentors taught it to him, whenever he sees someone achieving something that he hasn't experienced yet, that he would love to experience, that kind of success and growth and all the rest of it, he would anchor in and say and affirm, thank you for showing me what's possible. So rather than going into kind of, oh God, that's great for them. That's never going to happen for me. You know, you see the result and then you're like, oh great. Well, that can never happen for me because I don't have a hundred thousand people on my email list. I don't have all these people following me on social media. Instead of that, instead of going into that self-doubt spiral, because it's real, right? Once we go there, wow, it's so easy to just be in that vortex and keep going and going and going. Instead of that, you can choose to affirm something beautiful and spacious and supportive, like, thank you for being an example of what is possible. Because if one person has done it, we can all do it right? That is the thing. And I, my goal from that point was to be the example for others. And I know that I want, I am here to be the example. I embody my values and I live my life by those guiding principles because I know I'm here to be the example. And I want people to look to me and be like, wow, thank you for being the example of the fact that it's okay for me to sell my thing before I know what it's called yet. It's okay for me to sell my thing before I've created it yet because I'm a person of solid integrity who delivers what she promises and more. So full permission for you to really sit in and sink in to your self-doubt. Where does it come up? And when it comes up, instead of falling into the vortex of, oh, yes, of course I can't do it. Yes, 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 yes. Which keeps you where you are, Instead of that, the next time you experience a waft of anxiety that's related to self-doubt, I want you to embrace it. And I want you to really be in a vibe of, wow, thank you. Here we go. It's time. This is my growth. 
I'm going to embrace this awkward, gross feeling and I'm going to experience what it feels like to get to the other side so that I can be the example to people who come after me too. And you only have to ever be, you know, like I I really feel like with all my clients and customers and friends in the online space, we're all on the same journey. So it's never like, well, oh my goodness, they're like over there and I'm over here. It's like, actually, we're all on the same path. We're just all at different stages on the path. And sometimes some person might be way out of in front and other times that person may be way behind because they're changing or pivoting or refining. We have different seasons and it's okay for us to move at our own pace. So instead of, wouldn't it be nice? Just let your subconscious hear this. Just close your eyes if you're not driving and just let that ripple in. Wouldn't it be nice if instead of going into that spiral of, oh yes, I feel horrible and I tell myself all these negative stories to support my self-doubt patterns, that instead I see it as an opportunity and I can hug myself and embrace myself and say, thank you for showing me and reminding me with this feeling, this niggly feeling of self-doubt is now my reminder that it gets to be different now. I get to create my reality, I get to choose, and I choose for creating more, and I choose for creating more and new experiences every day in every way. And so it is. So I had to share that with you because I experienced this today and the reason I experienced this today, now if you listen to the episode where I had to hit reset, I had to hit the, it felt like a big red emergency button to reset the day because I had a chaotic whirlwind of a, of a morning. I had a little nudge of self-doubt. I recorded the podcast episode. I flipped how I was feeling. And then I had a one-on-one call and I experienced a little wave of, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can create the shift and the change that I promised this person. And of course, that's not true, is what I had to remind myself. But it could have so easily been that, oh, yeah, gosh, no, oh, my gosh, reschedule, change the call, do all the things. Oh, my gosh, my gosh, my gosh, like change the plan now would have been where I went in an old version of me. And instead, I was able to show up, trust myself and really be present for that experience with that person. And we had the most gorgeous experience and profound shift and transformation. And it's just seeing one thing different that shifts your perspective to a place of infinite possibility. And I so live by that. And you get to too. So this brings us to the end of this episode, friend. I feel complete with everything I wished to share with you on that. I would love to hear what you think. What's your experience of self-doubt? Come and chat to me. Tell me on Instagram. I'm at Totally Laura. Come and send me a DM. Tag me in your stories if you're having light bulbs as you speak to this. Share the podcast with your friends. And of course, I would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment to leave me a review on iTunes or wherever it is that feels good to you to go and leave the reviews. I am so grateful for your time. I know that you can do this. I know that you can shift and reframe your experience of self-doubt into a positive, exciting, fun experience that just marks the beginning of infinite possibility. It gets to be different now. See you next time. 
I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. (laughs) If you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at Totally Laura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. I'll be waiting for you in the DMs.